motherfucker. What's up, man? Let me take you for a little spin, man. Show you what it feel like. I gotta go make these drop offs. You think you're the only one out here working, B? Gotta make drop offs too, B. Come on, man, get in, man. I ain't taking no for an answer, man. Come on. Get in. What the bop? <laughs> I'm not taking no for an answer, man. Hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 290 Ball Podcast. I'm your host, Solo Homie Mo. I'll be over there about 290 shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Welcome to the podcast. Uh, should I say special? Another special? Another one. Another, another special episode. Yeah, it's another special episode of 290 More Podcast, man. I think this is, this is my first. Actually, actually, the London Pete interview, even that, that bitch went up on Shorty for one of my first interviews, which is my daughter. That was my first couch recorded interview, but due to technical difficulty. <clears throat> <clears throat> Due to technical difficulties and a lack of research and a lack of knowledge on my behalf due to me being new in this field and line of, I don't even call it work because this is what I enjoy to do. I do this while I'm at work. While I'm at work, I got my notebook. I got my laptop. I'm taking notes and I'm doing this because fuck that job on shorty, on, on shorty for real. I be feeling like at this point, I'm done for the health insurance and for the security, you know what I'm saying? Cause you know, with your other shit, you know what I'm saying? And motherfuckers that know, if you know, you know, I got six jobs, you know what I'm saying? So sometimes that other shit, depending on what the bot was going on, that other shit might slow up. So, you know, that, that for show money, you know what I'm saying? It's definitely, it's definitely giving a motherfucker to insist right now, but that motherfucker definitely be in the way. But, with all that being said, man, like I said, welcome to the 290 Mo Podcast. I'm your host, Solo Homie Mo. It's another episode of me bringing y'all some outside-the-box shit, man. Some of y'all might not even know what the fuck a vegan is. Some of y'all might be like, what? You on here talking about Dragon Ball Z? No, I'm talking about vegan. Vegan food, vegan eating, vegan living. Let me stop capping with y'all. <laughs> we talking about vegan food, man. On this episode, I interviewed Chef Yartis, owner, creator, head chef of Greenlight Kitchen. Um, she's a, a a chef, like I just said. Um, and she she specializes in making vegan vegan meals. You know what I'm saying. And what got me interested in wanting, in wanting me to, to bring on the podcast and wanted me to share, you know what I'm saying? What I, all I learned from her and throughout meeting her, you know what I'm saying? Eating the food was, you know what I'm saying? That this is something that I should pass on to my people. You know what I'm saying? Health is wealth, dummy. So, um, with that being said, I had to bring her on the show, man. So, um, like I said, she's a vegan chef and not, and what makes her different? What makes her different from just vegan? Cause when you think vegan, you think if you know, if, if you listening, cause I know it might be some people listening, you know what I'm saying? One of the guys or something may be listening, might even know what the fuck I'm talking about right now. But a vegan basically is 
you don't eat nothing that come from animals. And that's keeping it simple because I'm keeping it simple, stupid, because I don't want to get on headline to y'all because this is the, the spiritual um sibling to the No Cap podcast. So we ain't going to cap, you know? So with that being said, what set Chef Yartis aside, what, set, what sets Green Light Kitchen apart from any other healthy food, and I'm not going to even say is is one other experience I had, but uh 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 comparing the taste, green light blow them out the water. Now, when eating healthy and all that shit, you know what I'm saying, it's hard to find good food, you know what I'm saying? It'd be like motherfucker be thinking like basically you be eating salad shit with no flavor, shit that look weird, shit that's green, cold, what the bop, you know what I'm saying, all that goof ass shit. But on shorty, and you gonna when you listen to the interview, you're gonna hear me say, you know what I'm saying? If you put her post up like in JJ's or something and take the words off, you wouldn't even know that the shit was vegan B on shorty. Like ultimate burgers, uh Pizza puffs, macaroni, you know what I'm saying? Shit like that. Baked macaroni, you know what I'm saying? You wouldn't even think that the shit was vegan, and it is. And I think that's 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 definitely easy, easier way for somebody who was, you know what I'm saying, on the precipice of becoming vegan or want to look into it or even want to try it because, you know what I'm saying, a first and first impression is everything. A first experience with something is everything. So a lot of people instantly, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> cut that shit off the, you know what I'm saying, as even being an option because they had a motherfucking, uh, they had a motherfucking rap and that motherfucker tastes like crap. You know what I'm saying? So, with that being said, I had the, the ultimate burger. Man, it's some type of sauce on that motherfucker, Joe. It's like, uh, if you ever seen good burger, it's probably some good burger sauce on that motherfucker. And that mo- it definitely don't taste like, you know it ain't no burger, shorty, but it's not this. It's good on shorty, but you know it's, it's not a burger. And shorty, when you don't think about that shit on shorty, it's good, no cap. And like I said, it's the best, closest thing to regular eating and it being not just vegetarian, but com- but completely vegan. You know what I'm saying? Chef Yartish, she's very passionate about green light. She's, she's, uh, invested a lot into it. I, I highly recommend you checking her out. I'll put all her information in the description of this podcast. Or if you're watching the video on YouTube, if you're not watching the video on YouTube, please go over to Silo Homie More Presents on YouTube. Subscribe and kick the bell icon so you can watch my podcast when you don't have shit else to do. With that being said, um, I ain't gonna hold y'all too much longer because this was another long winded interview. Because on Shorty, I was almost finna part one and part two of this bitch, but I felt like it wouldn't have made sense to part one and part two it when it's information that you don't wanna. I don't know. I don't know if you want to leave it out, you know what I'm saying? Like at the end, you know what I'm saying? But I guess the information is at the bottom too. I don't know. It'll all it'll all come to me as the evolvement and the development of a two my two ninety more podcast continue in the and as the podcast continues to grow, we'll see where the fuck we end up at. Um I got anything else for y'all. Uh hmm. Let's see. I can say be uh be on the lookout for um I'm bringing in Lanye, she's a young black um, property owner, young black property owner, entrepreneur, 
Um, and she's not even 30 yet. You know what I'm saying? She, she's not even 30 and she's a landlord. So I gotta, I gotta bring her in and see what the fuck she got going on with all these, un, man, I've seen people run through so much money this past year and a half, shorty. And they ain't got, you supposed to be, I'm supposed to have you up in here talking about how you walk the swap on shorty, but I heard you, hear you sleeping on the floor. God damn. I'm sure So I gotta get Biggie out in here And tell us how the fuck She doing what she doing man See if she can reveal Some of them secrets to us man So definitely make sure You subscribe to wherever you listening So you don't miss that Uh Then I just say I won't go hold y'all For too much longer Yeah I did <laughs> Subscribe Download In a minute gang Alright Welcome to the 290 Mo Podcast Today joining us We have Chef Yartis of Green Light Kitchen. How you doing today? Greetings. I'm doing well. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. I appreciate you coming in today. Absolutely. My All right. pleasure. All right. We're going to get straight into it. So, okay. your teas. Yeah. Tell me about that. So, I always say, like, when someone cooks well, I, I always say, like, okay, I see you, Chef Boyardee, in the kitchen, you know, mm-hmm. because of, like, the ravioli and all of that. So... I say Chef Curry, but so, um, like Steph Curry? yeah, but his wife, Chef Curry, oh. yeah, because of Drake, like, oh. with the lyric. So, um, like Chef Curry with the pot, but yeah, so, that's dope. So, I, mean, I you should um, put that on like a fly or something. Oh, I like that. Uh, that's a great idea. Yeah. I hope y'all know Royals. No, no, that's one thing. <laughs> but no, you're right, though. The, the promo is definitely a part of the business yeah. that. Yeah, I've been learning. Studying with the pot. I appreciate yeah. that suggestion. Yeah. Stuff like yeah. that, you know what I'm saying? People like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, great idea. So, yeah. um, so Yar, so it's Chef Boy Yar D. So I dropped the boy and I kept the Yar. And then my middle name is Teeth. So Chef Yar Teeth. Well, my middle name is La Teeth. So mm-hmm. I dropped the La and just put the Teeth. So Chef Yar Teeth. Okay, and <coughs> did the name come before the business or the business before the name? No, because I had once I started realizing, once I started realizing that I appreciated specializing in dishes, I could have a snap in my phone that says when I'm chopping onions, thinking of chef names. Mm-hmm. So I literally was like, like like something like Yardie, Chef Yardie, and it's like I forgot it's one of them international inspiration things. So yeah, I looked at that name like Chef Boyardee because I really like that name, and um yeah, it just was went from there. And and with Green Light, cause the name, you know what I'm saying, and with the promo, the name pops out, you know what I'm saying. So Green Light, where where did that come from? Greenlight Kitchen. So I was speaking with, I was testing my friend. So once I started realizing that, uh, once I started realizing that I have something going, or I have something going, like, so my friends would come over and, you know, when people's hungry, they'll, they smell it, it's warming up, I'll be eating it. And, you know, mm-hmm. when someone hasn't ate, they'll be like, let me get a bite. So, which is actually my, um, slogan, let me get a bite. That's yeah. So they'll be like, let me get a bite. And let then, me get you a know, bite. yeah. So I give it to them and they'd be like, so the response was serendipitous. So 
every person like who would try something different like one friend tried the lasagna one friend tried the deep dish pizza and i was cooking for myself because when quarantine happened when covid hit the restaurants i worked near the restaurants so i was eating restaurant food every day um being vegan and i go to this restaurant i go to this restaurant so when i wanted something to eat i'm like oh that's a, like an hour and 30 minute round trip like i'm not about to drive all that way for a deep dish pizza you know so i was like forget that the grocery store across the street i'm about to start like making things myself so then that's when i started like making a deep dish pizza and i'll be like getting better and better and better so by the time friends would try it that literally be like the fifth time that i made it mm-hmm. when people started coming back over so um they would try to do this piece of one person tried to meet both one person tried the lasagna and they'd be like this doesn't taste vegan like what is this like you know so they go from there yeah then i start specializing in burger and all of that okay here to speak for the plants tell us what's your flavor tell us what's your flavor tell me about that how how do you speak for the plants how do I speak for the plants? Because people always associate plant-based with nastiness because our taste buds have been manipulated over the years. So we love sugar. We love carbs. So here to speak for the plants, uh, of course, is it's vegan comfort food. So if I appreciate being able to alter people's perspective when it comes to vegan vegetarian Mm -hmm. they don't just be like oh this is nasty because i used to think like vegan food was nasty you know but that's because i wasn't familiar with how to specialize in it so getting right to it what made you decide to speak for the plants with cooking because there's plenty ways you can speak for the plants you know what i'm saying if you're recycling you know what I'm saying? Driving an electric car. What made you choose food as a way to do it? And you kind of touched on it a little bit, but if you could elaborate more on it. Absolutely. That's a great question. So with food, like, um, I love food. I've always loved food. So I love eating. Like, I used to be like 200 pounds. I used to eat entire pieces to myself. So mm-hmm. with being vegan, I appreciate being like, I don't feel as guilty or for one that I noticed that I don't feel heavy when I eat because I'll eat like when I did eat meat I'll eat it and I'll feel so heavy and I'll just go to sleep you know so I was tired of like feeling health heavy and mm-hmm. I noticed the difference in my body from when I don't eat vegan from versus when I'm eating meat you know? right. yeah and I love honestly I know this sounds like a lot but I just love the way my metabolism flows mm-hmm. when I don't oh, eat yeah. meat I mean, yeah definitely Makes sense. I'm well. I don't know so much about the eat meat part, but the metabolism mm-hmm. part. You know what I'm saying? Definitely yeah. makes sense to feel good and want to feel good. Absolutely. And this another thing you touched on a little bit. But growing up in your household, as a as a house, how was the diet? You know what I'm saying? Was what you guys ate something that was took into consideration at dinner time and lunch time, or was it just you know everybody? Do what you want to do, you know, the the normal growing up black, you know what I'm saying, household. Absolutely. And I take like little bits and pieces from, you know, the way I grew up and incorporate Mm -hmm. it into my dishes, like a couple secrets that I have that helps me able to be able to specialize in preparing these meals. 
And I didn't realize that I was subconsciously paying attention. But growing up in the household, like, it's so funny because I always think, like, how was I surviving? Like, right. I wasn't eating no apples. Right. You know, like, I wasn't drinking no water. Right. Like, how was I surviving? I was eating pork chops and fries, like, all day. So this is interesting. Um, that's how pretty much how it was, you right. know, like. Basically, in our in our culture, in our community, like a lot of people suffer from high cholesterol, diabetes, mm-hmm. and it's challenging to accept the fact that we are what we eat because right. you know it tastes so good. And, you know, you already know how it tastes. Like you've been eat- not exactly. you per se, but you know we've been eating like that for mostly our entire lives. See what it feels like to like not eat like that. You know, so that's pretty much um how it happened. And um, it took me a lot of years to go vegan. So. It wasn't an overnight thing. We're going to get into uh, into that a little bit later. But as you talked about growing up in the household, can you remember exactly when did you personally take account and account into what you were putting into your body? And is that, did you make a transition from vegetarian to vegan? Or did you pay attention while I was putting my body, then realize I might need to go vegetarian, then became vegan? Or how did that how did what you've been through ultimately get you to where you are today? I have this mentor. When I was in high school in 2012, 13, I have this mentor still to this day. And I didn't realize that she was subconsciously programming me, but she's vegan. And that's when I started to pay attention, like, but I didn't realize I was paying attention. And, like, I was, uh, um, I appreciate trying new things, you know. Mm-hmm. So, she, she'd take me to, like, try vegan pizza. She'd take me to falafel. And when she first told me she didn't eat meat, I was like, you don't eat meat, I die, you know. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's when I started to realize, like, I didn't, I ate meat. Mm-hmm. I didn't start to realize, you know, like, I ate, I was eating flesh and blood until, like, I was watching documentaries on Netflix and this, that, and the third. Is, is that what made you make the definite switch, the, the, the flesh and blood? Was that the last straw? No, it took a <laughs> lot of straws. <laughs> so, uh, I, um, so when I was eating meat, um, I was like, okay, so what made me want to, was I was coming across, like I was looking at a lot of weight loss articles and stuff like that, because like I said, I was 200 pounds mm-hmm. and I'll never forget this moment to the day to this day so vividly that I was moving out of one of my apartments and I could not pack. Mm-hmm. Like, I was so tired. And I'm like, why am I this tired? Like, why do I feel this drowsy and down? Because I literally just ate an entire extra large um, pepperoni and sausage pizza. So, like, I could not pack um, the stuff. So I ended up having to hire some movers because I had to be out of there. Mm-hmm. And like, that just wasn't a good feeling. And I knew it was because of the way I was eating subconsciously. So, um, yeah. Um, and I'm sorry, but you had spoke about the, the <clears throat> experiences that, uh, your mentor had, had, you, your mentor had with the vegan food. Was that your first experience with vegetarian or vegan food? Yes. And if it was, do you remember what that experience was like as far as the taste, the texture, your feelings about it? Mm -hmm. Could you tell us about that? So my first time trying something, I remember the way she was eating. She was showing me the ice creams and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like she was really. And where was this at? Um. 
I worked for this like neighborhood recovery initi- initiative program, and they like assigned you mentors. So mm-hmm. she was one of my mentors, and that's how we met. And um, and the restaurant was a vegan restaurant. She took me to a grocery store. Oh, so okay. the first one she took me to was um, well, the first grocery store she took me was Trader Joe's. She was mm-hmm. showing me like, look at the ice cream. Like we were eating in the store, and that's the first time I came across Whole Foods. They don't do this anymore now, and they've been stopped doing this before COVID, but. Um, they let you try things before you buy them. Mm-hmm. Like you can open up a pack of cookies and try it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What so. Like then like, you, you throw them in the garbage. Yeah. All these homeless people outside. I know, right? That's <laughs> wild. So they let you, um, try stuff. So we were like trying the cookies in the grocery store and, you know, she was like, do you like it? I was like, hmm, it's okay. You know, like it wasn't like, hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, she bought me a pizza, like a slice of vegan pizza, and I was eating it. She was like, how do you like it? And I was like, it's okay. Like, everything was just, it's okay, you know. Like, mm-hmm. And that was years ago, so mm-hmm. the community has, you know, adapted more to the society of pleasing others. Like, everything's different now. People mm-hmm. are specializing in knowing how to, like make it taste like basically not vegan right. as people say yeah but it wasn't all that i tried falafel for and now i love falafel that's the crazy part i tried falafel for the first time and i was like this is nasty what what is falafel excuse me it's basically like a are you familiar with chickpeas so chickpeas is like a linguine like a bean so um it's just basically like beans crushed up into a ball and now I love it, but I didn't like it at first at all. Okay. Yeah. You're basically walking right into the question. So my next question is, <clears throat> do you have a favorite vegan meal or dish or dessert? Or Yes. And what would that be? So my favorite vegan meal is fries. Mm. French fries. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay, I can dig it. Yeah, it makes just, sense. Oh, I love French fries. I don't mm-hmm. care where I go. I eat fries. Right. So, and um, they're pretty much everywhere too. So. Mm-hmm. Exactly, like like um, my little brother. He's um, he he was vegan. Now he's vegetarian. So mm-hmm. he used to come to the parties when I ate me, and he'd be like, "Let me get some fries," and I'd be like, "That's all you gonna eat, bro? You just gonna eat fries?" So mm-hmm. yeah, but I see why now though, because this is a go-to meal okay. for a vegan. Okay, so now that you're taking your walk with vegan, um, do you have and what I noticed about your menu when browsing through your website is a lot of your, if I took a pictures of your menu and hung it up in a neighborhood restaurant with no words or, or pictures, I mean, no words or titles, people would think that it was, you know what I'm saying? They wouldn't know if it was vegetarian or vegan. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, is there anything that gives you a trigger or as a relapse food for you? You know what I'm saying? Like you could be doing good and then you see somebody a hot dog stand hot dogs is your shit is there any food or smell that just makes you you know what i'm saying that you have trouble with you got to get away from or is it you so deep into it now that you know what i'm saying the old food doesn't bother you anymore at this point i am i feel like it's anything i can alter if it, if i can't come closer which i know it won't come closer tasting like me but i feel like it'll satisfy that crave mm-hmm so like I still like you know my I've been I've been eating non-vegan for 24 years so right, of right. course it's like the back of my hand of not being vegan so if I have a crave like I'll just do a bunch of research and watch a bunch of videos on how I can specialize in that dish and 
um, if I don't make it like to my liking or to what I feel like someone else would like, my mom still eats me, so if she don't like it, then you mm-hmm. know. Um, but if I if I'm not, I'll keep going to make it into what it, I feel like this is like will help me satisfy that crave. So like tuna, like I didn't know how much I liked tuna until like I don't eat tuna, like. Um, yeah, make trying to make tuna and stuff like that. But the first time I went vegan, um, I had a gravy bread from Patillo's. So like, I was vegan for. Th- I didn't know Patillo's had gravy bread. Yeah, yeah, so I was vegan for three three months, and then I had a gravy bread, and it was so good. And then I had cheese. I was like, okay, the cheese fries won't hurt. This one cheat day won't hurt. Mm-hmm. Let me have this. So, um, yeah, I ate it and um. Yeah, then I wasn't vegan anymore. <laughs> but I had stopped eating cheese for a lot of years. Like, I've been vegan only for, um, like, almost two years now. But I stopped eating cheese, like, four years ago. Like, dairy. Because cheese is one of the main forms of mucus and da 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 But, yeah. Another mm-hmm. story, yeah. And, and just talking a little bit about uh, the restaurants and things that you do eat at these. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I didn't realize about the Greg Bread and Portillo's. Have you ever found yourself having trouble ordering something off the menu, going out to eat with friends and family? And could you talk a little bit about that experience and how were you able to manage or did you just, I just have something to drink and, and socialize? Yeah. Because I know that everybody got salads, but you know what? Uh-huh. No, I don't eat salad. salad. No, exactly. I don't so, eat salad at all. Anybody who knows me knows I eat salad. Exactly. Yeah. So with that being said, how, how do, how are those experiences and how do you manage those? That's a good question. So, like, sometimes I do find an emotion being triggered within me that I'm unable to find anything on the menu to order. Um, it helps me, like, really practice patience, you know, with myself and others. And um, I just be like, I'll eat when I get home. That's mm-hmm. pretty much it. Like, when it first happened, like, I was to feel so left out. However, I do appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate when others, like, Consider right. that I am vegan. They'd yeah. be like, "Well, Kyrie can't." Right, <laughs> exactly. They be like, "Well, she can't eat here," and you know, mm-hmm. this, that, and the third. And you know, one time I had this friend like, "I don't care if she can't eat that a day. I'm eating." Right. <laughs> so I was like, "I respect that," you know. Yeah. And then a lot of to a lot of restaurants and a lot of popular places are adding a lot of more vegan mm-hmm. options to the menu, especially mm-hmm. with the fast food restaurants yeah. with the Impossible Burgers. Mm-hmm. Have you ever tried anything like that? And from mm-hmm. your your uh, <clears throat> your chef review, what do you think? I've always thought about trying it, but I was like, I'm not going to waste my money on no fake burger. Have you mm. tried it? Is there anything that you, you fake eat? Burger. And, and, and what's your opinion on, on those fast food, plant-based uh, products that they're offering now? Well, they're good. You know, like I said, you can never go wrong with fries. And I just be tired of eating fries a lot of times, though. So, like, even when I go to these places and they don't have no option for me but fries, I don't even order. I just be like, mm-hmm. forget it. Right. But when I try these things at other restaurants, I do say they're good. You know, there are vegan restaurants that actually specialize in this, um, the cooking vegan dishes or vegetarian mm-hmm. dishes there. Um, I'll try to go to those, but if I'm out with friends and they have like the impossible burger or the beyond burger, mm-hmm. I'll eat it. But because they don't specialize in it, they don't receive my best review. All right. So like, it's just like Wingstop. They only sell wings when, when they were good. And, um, you know, I used to be like, why are these wings so good? It's because that's the only thing they're cooking. That's All what right. they specialize mm-hmm. in. 
So it's like that. If you're only specializing in something, then it's so, going to taste better, of right. course, you know. Especially doing it over and over again. Mm-hmm, exactly, perfecting it. yeah. Okay, so uh, I got one more question right before we get into more about green light. Okay, that's cool with you? Absolutely. Have you ever cooked a vegan meal for anyone without telling them it was vegan? Yes, I have. And what was their reaction to it? It's so funny. I have videos in my phone while I record it. So put them on the website. Yeah, for real, that's a good yeah. suggestion. So, it, uh, you have to pay me promo song. So yeah, I have. So I recorded because the, you know kids are picky. Mm-hmm. So it was a. Uh, it was like, ooh, I'm not not eating nothing that's not me, you know, you know, this and the third and da da da. So I made something for him and I made him a Polish. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I know, right? A vegan Polish? A vegan Polish, yes. So I seasoned it. That's this. a good trick. You would never thought that this was vegan. A vegan exactly. Polish. Yeah, with the hot dog bread bun and everything. So he was like hungry. So I made him a vegan Polish. I seasoned it, you know, mm-hmm. put the grilled onions on there, everything. And he was eating it, and I was recording him, zooming in, eating the Polish, and put the last bite in his mouth. So he didn't even know I was recording. So I kept recording, like, what I am knowing. And he was like, I'm not going to lie. That was so good. That was so good. And I was like, for real? He was like, for real. And then I was like, it was vegan. He was like, oh. So, like, now he's open. Like, he eats from me now. And at first, he wouldn't even eat a burger from mm-hmm. me because he knew it wasn't meat. So now he eats like my lasagna all the time and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much how I have okay. And then he yeah. asked for another one and I made him another yeah. one. That's what I thought about that on your website, just on the promo page. You do like a, a vegan pump, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, pull up I, on people like me, you mm-hmm. know, unexpected customers, you know what I'm saying? Here, try this. Hey. I think you would know it's right. not vegan. Well, you know what I'm saying? You know, but, you know. Like the I vegan, get it, the yeah. Vegan pump, you know what I'm saying? So, I love it. So let's talk more about Greenlight Kitchen. Absolutely. When, when was Greenlight born? Exactly. Um, It was established April 2020. Okay. When quarantine hit. And then when I realized that, the first thing I started selling was burgers. Mm-hmm. And then, like, people would come over, they'd be like, this burger doesn't taste like a vegan burger and stuff like that. And they'll be sitting there while I'm cooking it. So they're receiving it fresh, hot off the grill. Right. You know, so that's when I started just was selling burgers only in the beginning, just burgers and fries. Quarantine and fries. had anything directly to do with the creation of Green Light? I know it did because okay. I was hungry. So you say something good came out of, out of the pandemic for you? I do appreciate that happened. Yes. Because I was, I, I was able, you know what I'm saying, with my uh, broken arm and during the pandemic, I was able to get a, a lot of work done being is that mm-hmm. my studio was in my bedroom. So yeah. I was able to get a lot of work done. So I just wanted to ask, how did COVID relate to the uh, the birth of it? Like I said, I was <clears> hungry. <throat> okay, so this is how, so when COVID first happened, like, um, when COVID first happened and, you know, everyone was catching it and stuff like that. So, like, I'm, like, with real familiar, like, with fasting and stuff like that. So, like, mm-hmm. when it first happened, I was, like, you know, I, like, felt like I had the symptoms. symptoms. I know I had the symptoms. Like, I couldn't smell bleach. So, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. yeah. So, I was, like. I never even thought about that for the test when people say you can't smell and try mm-hmm. to smell some bleach. I was, like, mm, I don't know yeah. if I can't smell <laughs> <laughs> no, someone was like, try to smell bleach. Right. Because it you could sense. smell bleach. Right. 
So I put the bleach like up to my nose, like inhaling. I couldn't smell no bleach. And I was like, what the world? I can't smell bleach. Like, you know, but my throat wasn't hurting. Like I had no sore throat. And then I was like eating chicken nuggets, chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the irony. <laughs> I know, right? But they were vegan. But uh, <laughs> I was eating chicken nuggets, and I was like, um, it's funny how we still call it chicken. But I was eating, and I was like, I can't even taste this. But I didn't think about it. Like, I couldn't taste it. Right. I'm dipped, drowning in the barbecue sauce, tossing and turning and eating it. Like, I cannot taste this. I don't know what's wrong. And then I'm going through, like, the news, and they're like, one of the new symptoms is no taste or smell. And I was like, <gasps> So, um, I fasted, um, for 16 days. Like I didn't, I didn't eat any food. Mm-hmm. I just drank water and juice and, um, yeah. So like that kind of like helps. So during that fast, they say like you're able to access the most, um, intuitive parts of your brain. And <laughs> because I, I had my, my body isn't focusing on processing food like because that's a lot of energy to process right. food so my body wasn't focusing on that so i'm into everything else so i'm for some reason every time i fast i like love watching like cooking videos so i literally was watching like that was like, like my bedtime story watching cookie cooking videos before i go to sleep like new vegan stuff and like i said once i stopped fasting i was hungry so like i didn't want to drive so far so i started like googling recipes like i would google like the non-vegan way and the vegan way to cook it and then I combine both of those together mm-hmm. and um that's pretty much how it started and I start getting once I every time I taste something I'll be like if it had this next time when I make it I'm gonna put this in it because I know it's gonna t- make it taste right. better so it kept going like that and like that and then like I said friends start coming back over again to like taste the food and stuff like that Okay, so <clears throat> do you remember when you decided to actually make the green light menu? Because people, a lot of people get as far as sitting in the bedroom, coming up with an idea, coming up with the name. But do you remember when you actually made the website, the menu, and what actually, what, how did you go about actually putting what's on the menu? Because a lot of the things that's on your menu, like I said, you can walk into your regular neighborhood restaurant and you would think it wasn't vegetarian vegan Mm -hmm. so what actually how did you actually go about making a final decision of the entrees to put on the menu well the menu is still evolving like the pizza pub literally was just added last the pizza pub was literally added last week so Mm -hmm. um it's still evolving like okay so it's trial and error so like i realized that people most more receptive receptive to the cookies than the cinnamon rolls. So I'm like, okay, right now forget the cookies because I'm, you know, one man. I'm one band right now. So I'm like, so people like the cookies more than they like the cinnamon rolls. So um, I started realizing that people wasn't too receptive towards the deep dish pizza because I know I haven't specialized in the crust yet. Mm-hmm. So um, I took the pizza. It started off with burgers, deep dish pizza, and cinnamon rolls. So... Um, I was making that, and then I started to get better and better and better at the lasagna. So I was making all three of those, the deep dish pizza, the cinnamon rolls, and the burgers. And um, that's how it's, it just kept evolving. So when I realized someone didn't like something, I'll take it off. So I realized that people wasn't as receptive to the burger as they was the deep dish pizza. Because I'll be like, how's the burger? They'd be like, the burger's good. And then I'll ask them, like, so how was the deep dish pizza? Because whenever I receive new customers, I give out samples. Mm-hmm. And... Um, 
if they order like a burger, I'll bring them a sample of like the lasagna. So they'll be like, the, the, it was okay, you know, and I'm not looking for okay. I need like, that was good, you know what I'm saying? So it happened like that. Mm-hmm. And my next question, I had formed this question right in my notes just because when I wrote it, I kind of gave my explanation for what makes green light different, you know what I'm saying? And for me, it's because a lot of times when you see vegetarian or vegan food, it's like, oh, I never eat that, you know what I'm saying? A but fake it's like, burger. when I look at your meal, I'm already eating that stuff. I'm already eating pizza puffs. I'm already eating burgers. I'm already eating cookies. So mm. it's like, I'm not doing anything <clears throat> but changing the source. So that's, that's, that's what I take from it. What do you, what, what did you, want to make different for your vegan restaurant what's different from your vegan restaurant than other vegan restaurants? and after the burger then you feel light still you know what i'm i don't i i was actually feeling like shit and i told you i was already hungry so yeah. i'm not gonna say it was that but i definitely feel good now like i'm definitely ready to it's take digesting. on the world i can yeah. see clearly mm-hmm. okay i appreciate that so um, what makes it different is for one, I cook over the food with a lot of love. Oh, mm-hmm. don't so that's what makes it different. I cook over with a lot of love. So, um, when I'm preparing these dishes, I like, I think of, I keep the customers in mind. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, I know, like, you know, I'm, I'm receptive to feedback. I appreciate constructive criticism. So, yeah, what makes it different is, if I if I ask someone how was it and they say it was okay, you know I'll ask for suggestions on what you feel like make it better. So like things like that and just constantly doing research, evolving, and educating myself on how to prepare like the best dishes, even if it comes to the way I cut onions. Because even when you cut something a specific way. Mm-hmm. In the proper way, it even tastes different. So if you're just cutting the onion, it's not gonna taste the same. There's like a proper way to cut. Seriously? Yeah, seriously. Like with green peppers, like you know when you like crack it open and it has like that little part in it that's like soft and squishy. If you cut that out, it'll make the green pepper taste better. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just like little like the finest details and that so sort. So them, them chopping machines might be a gimmick. Might be losing a little flavor, huh? <laughs> Maybe. Well, we put. Well, energy comes from, like, our bodies and our hands to, like, the food. So even, like, we think, like, you know, when something tastes good, we'll feel down after because the person who's preparing it isn't even in a good mood. So. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. black people, black people, we real soulful, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We, you know what I'm saying? That kind of, you just made me think of something like that. Like, Man, you must put your foot in that, yeah, in that chili, you know exactly, what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah, that That's definitely that definitely makes sense. Just talking more about green light. People and, don't even know why they're saying that either. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the business aspect of it. Do you have a team? Do you want a team? How do you go about choosing them people? And I just ask you that based off of the face of the the basis that you are in the food business and you mm-hmm. offer food to the public. You can't be the the only taste tester for for mm-hmm. your food. So how do you just go about that? Is it a team involved, or how do you go about that? Do you have a just a taste tester, or? Well, the funny part is, it's like you know, um, well, for one, um, black people is one of the most evolving. Um, there's more black people vegan than there is any other race or culture. So um, when I go about it. Um, 
I mostly like go for the um the non-vegans actually when they're tasting it I reach out for the non-vegans because at the end of the day you know the goal is to convert people who aren't vegan mm-hmm. to vegan you know? <laughs> anyway to an yes, extent <laughs> yeah so um you know if they realize if they feel like something doesn't have flavor Mm-hmm. You know, I guess that's what I'm basically going for. <laughs> in a way, I don't know. I know when something tastes good too. I'm right. vegan either. Right. So, yeah. And just talking about the flavor something and stuff good. like that. Do you experiment with different ingredients to tweak common meals, mm-hmm. or do you just um, go in the kitchen and also with different ingredients and try and create new meals? And how does that process work? Do you just go to the supermarket, fill up the cart with different vegan ingredients, or do you start with like a a, a common meal? Um, dish and just tweak it, add this, add that. How, how does that process work? Could you tell us about that? It's so interesting because I'll be laying in bed one day or I'll be thinking like, I got taste for this. Or something like I haven't had since I've been vegan. Like, <laughs> I'm away for that one. So, but I'll have, I'll feel like I'll have taste for something. So I'll make it. And if it doesn't taste right, when next time I go to the store and I see something, I'm like, maybe I should try it with this. Like, maybe I should try adding this or like, like I said, doing research. So it's funny how we feel feet, um, meat has like flavor, but like <laughs> someone told me it's not the flavor, but anyway, so I don't know. I just feel like I'll go to like, um, I feel oh, like I should add oh, this. I got to stop you there a little bit. What do you mean? It's not the flavor. I think meat has flavor. You think so? You think- Have you ever ate it with no seasoning? Yes. Yeah, and you like it, and you be like, let me get some hot sauce. I wouldn't say no seasoning. I, have a, I wouldn't say, but right. I mean, just like from the basis of pork tastes different from cow, from pig tastes different, cow, chicken tastes different. You know, different yeah, flavors. okay. Raw, <laughs> That's a good point. You know yeah. So, you so know, no, it does have flavor. You're right. And I do feel like, you know, that at one point in time, it was, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, we were meant to eat meat, I guess. I don't know. I just don't feel like it was meant to be hung up on the line and going across like <clears throat> like that and okay. the the animals being in pain and being tortured and stuff like that. So I guess you could say it's something. Okay. Like and before we fully get off your men- menu, has your favorite, have your personal favorite meal before you have become vegan incorporated into the menu or do you plan on using your, your old favorite meal and making it completely vegan and... Putting it on the menu. Well, I love lasagna, so oh, okay. that's okay. pretty much was it. That, was that easy or hard? Or, or? Um, it took it took about a year to perfect the lasagna, to master that dish. And um, is it a meat substitute or no meat at all? It's a meat substitute in it, yes. Um, yeah. Okay. And how do you choose the ingredients that you use for your dishes? Because I know even that, even though they may be vegan, all ingredients aren't the same. You may have your low grade, high grade, you know, some vegan. I'm like, I know it's probably still clicks among the vegan community. You know what I'm saying? Just as far as that goes, is there, do you take in consideration the type of ingredients you use or where you get your ingredients from? Like, for instance, frozen vegetables versus fresh vegetables. Oh, yeah, nothing frozen. Okay. So yeah, definitely heavy, everything fresh. And it takes a lot of time when I'm, unless I'm like super, super lazy and I like really got taste for it. Mm-hmm. But, um, cause I don't like canned goods either, but I'll use a canned good. But, um, 
So, but preparing for my customers, yes, it has to be fresh. It needs to be fresh because that definitely makes a difference. I taste the difference within that regard. So, like, um, just keeping everything fresh. So, the lasagna has went through so many phases. Like, the lasagna didn't originally taste like that. Like, mm-hmm. at first, I didn't even, like, make a meaty sauce. Like, I'll chop it, like, into sausages. Like, it's went through, like, a, from from having spinach in it to one day I didn't have any spinach and I was cooking it for myself because I was hungry and I, it was like, you know, what was in the kitchen. So I did, I made it without the spinach and my mom was like, both, we both was like, this was really good. Like it's, we realized that it tastes better without the spinach. So we left the spinach out. Mm-hmm. So like stuff like that, little stuff like that. But yeah, everything's fresh. Um, and it takes a lot of time to prepare because I'm like cutting a lot of stuff and you know this down the third and adding and mixing a lot of things together. So yeah. Okay. So before we wrap up here, I just got a few more questions. If Absolutely. That's okay, with you. okay. Do you remember your first sale, the meal, and what that experience was like for you? Was it like a boost? Was it confirmation for what you was doing, or was it like? just the first on to the next okay he gonna hear this it's so funny so yeah it was like uh, so my best friend tried the pizza and she was like you could sell this she was like you should freeze these and you should sell them so i'm like yeah thank you very much i'll look into it you know and it didn't hit me into like an extra well it hit me when someone else tried it my, mm-hmm. one of my another one of my best friends and she like tried the lasagna and she's like super picky and when she was like this is really good like i hate i ain't try more when you have more because i cooked it at her house and then she came over my house the next day when i had leftovers and brought it home and i warmed it up and it was only like one slice left and I warmed it up and she was like, let me get a bite. And she tasted it. She was like, this good, bro. And stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. but it really, you know, like after the third time was the charm because it really hit me when like <laughs> an ex charted and he was like, uh, and he was vegan at the time or well, vegetarian, pescatarian. I don't know. They all. So he was like, you know, he's like in the community basically. And then uh, he hasn't ate meat besides fish in like three years. So he was trying to like, I don't even eat meatloaf. Like I never ate meatloaf a day in my life and this is good. So he was like, yeah, you know, let's sell this and this and the third. And I'm like, us. But (laughs) (laughs) exactly. So uh, he was like, I want some more. I want some more. What'd you make it tomorrow? And I was like, I don't know. And then he was like, let me know if you're going to cook tomorrow. And I guess I was like, okay, let me cook something for this week. But um, so I'll cook for him the next day. And I made, I was like, my burgers are really good. So I'll make you a burger. So I made him a burger. He was like, that's the best vegan vegetarian burger I ever had. And he was like, for real, for real. So then that's I kind of went from that. That was probably one of the best burgers I ever had. Like, no huh? cap. Like, it's what? so sweet. It was so much fun. Oh, and I don't even like, so I do much. not like pickles on my burger. I'm quick to take it Seriously? off. Seriously? It all went together. Like, I appreciate I feel like if that. one thing was missing, it wouldn't taste the same. Like, that's how I feel like with Supreme. And something was missing, actually, because I was too lazy to go uh, to the store. Because I don't cook today. So, but well, lettuce was definitely missing. Definitely appreciate you yeah. bringing, bringing Absolutely. Bringing Thank you so much. So, I look we're forward just to talking it. about. No, 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 the, say that. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> talking about that. Where will we see new items added to the menu? And is vegan beverages a possibility for, for green, green light in the future? What's not vegan beverages? Every beverage is vegan. 
I mean, just you know, like besides Hennessy, like Hennessy has name meat. Brand, um, you know, like you know, oh, wheat, like, gre- um, wheat grass shots and stuff like that. Oh, you know, um, smoothies, hundred percent fruit. You know, stuff like that. Okay, just, just because I was thinking, you know, what I'm saying as as my food, I was ordering my food, like I'd be dope if I could get like a. Uh, uh, all fruit smoothie because now I'm feeling because now I'm eating a, a a vegan burger and fries and I'm finna smash it down with a Pepsi you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah so. now I feel you that is a lot of chemical um so yeah I started off selling like at first I, first like I was selling like fresh squeezed juices so like um I was like selling like and it's so funny like I love I don't I, I'll bring you a sample one day. Um, next time I'll serve you. And, um, I love fresh squeezed grape juice. I love fresh squeezed apple juice. And the kicker is it don't even look like how it looks in the store. Like grape yeah, juice look right. nothing it's like purple, fresh right? squeezed. No, it's not purple. <laughs> it's like a red. Right. So, um, I was selling that at first with it. That's a lot of work though to be one man, one band, one exactly. sound right now. So. <laughs> Like, so I had to, like, get that a bring into that, um, to, um, have my employees on board. So, uh, um, yeah, so the fresh smoothies, like, I write every, if I, if I make something, like, for myself, I always write it down when I be like, that was good. Mm-hmm. So I'll write it down and, um, like, what did I make with, what did I put in that? So, yeah, smoothies is coming eventually. Fresh squeezed juices is coming eventually. Um, call from Jessica. Uh oh. So yeah, that's coming eventually. The fresh squeezed juices, the smoothies, the um, yeah, uh, the sweet teas, the shakes. Oh my, I have so many shake recipes, and like it's challenging for like people. Like a lot of people don't like vegan ice cream either. So like I've mastered a vegan shake. What's the basis of vegan ice cream? <sighs> Pretty much milk, I guess. But like almond milk, soy milk, okay. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was looking up how to make it from scratch. Actually, I forgot. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Ice and milk. Yeah, that's what that's what ice cream is pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, um, I had to ask you this question, and this question was formed based around my prior podcast being a no cap podcast. But this podcast is still carries that spirit. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So it, it, this question made its way right on over to the show. Mm-hmm. Um. What is there a possibility of any marijuana, CPD, um, THC um, infused products in the future? Does alcohol yeah. count? Um, well, me personally, you I know, really don't drinking. have a, I don't have mm-hmm. a efficient of a, a, a dog in that fight. So I mm-hmm. mean, I see certain things like bourbon burgers and stuff like that, and I've ordered like alcohol infused food before, but I've never tasted the effect or felt yeah. the effect or even tasted the flavor. So I put that, alcohol in a lot of my dishes yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. And has it? How does alcohol work with a dish? Is it? Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's something. <laughs> that's I something to look I into. Yeah, I just know that I've noticed a lot of chefs use it, and and I, and I does notice it makes a difference from not using it versus using it. I don't know. Maybe it's like a mind thing. It does. So maybe it alters the mind in a way we don't know. So yeah. Okay. It adds a bit of flavor when you're adding some kind of sweet. I don't know. When you're, like, 
I know a lot of chefs use like cognac and like um when they're making like peach cobbler. I don't know what that does, but it does something. I'm guessing. Okay, so before I get you up out of here, what is your overall vision for Greenlit for Green Light? Green Light Kitchen is going to dominate the vegan industry. We're here to dominate the vegan industry, take it worldwide, build an empire because. I know that I'm one of the best chefs in the world because every time I taste something that, well, maybe I got to go more places, but every time I taste something and I go and taste the same thing, like if I taste something from somewhere else, I'll go home and make it myself. And then I'll be like, okay, mine was better. Like, just like, mm-hmm. you know, like legit, I right. know it tastes better and, you know, stuff like that. So, um, if like I, I pay homage when something tastes better than mine, so that's how I know that you know. Like I know I'm not good at the pizza yet, the deep dish pizza, because I've tasted a deep dish pizza that's better than mine. That's vegan, so um, yeah, just well to dominate the industry, um, to like reach out to the culture more, mm-hmm. to introduce being health conscious to the culture more, to uplift spirits, and you know, like make. Just like, you know, making people feel good and stuff like that. I'll have healthy options on the menu as well because at the end of the day, I do kind of cook unhealthy. (laughs) So, like, I'll introduce, like, bowls and stuff like that. But I'm not a healthy either, so, yeah. Okay, so before you go, just let the people know where they can find you on Greenlight on social media. Yes, absolutely. At Greenlight Kitchen, of course. Light, spell L-Y-T-E. And yeah, it's pretty much all around the board. What my name is on all social media except Snapchat, but and, yeah. And also let the people know when and where they can order. Yes, absolutely. Every Wednesday from eleven a.m. to nine p.m. That's when you can order. Eventually, for sure, you'll have the announcement date on when we launch for every day. So yes, I'm looking forward to that. All right. Well, like I said, okay. I thank you for coming on this my special episode of the 290 Mo Podcast. I love to have you back on in the future. Okay. Uh, yes, I look forward you to taking that. Taking the time off for coming on. Once we start opening up um, in different states, of course, and eventually in other countries, I'll right. be more than happy to return and, to you. And, and you said when you owe me a, um, a platter. So yes, absolutely. I gotta give you a few months. As soon as mm-hmm. I see that menu update, I'm up. All right, thank you. I got you. you. Okay.